living in a world of capital of her progression Well you can shop for spreading love but on a wealth obsession Money can't help you see the light in the end You can't buy yourself a Porsche when you're dead Well mama said that I don't gotta be part of the world to truly love Pray for a difficult Okay so we're back with the Juby Take I'm Steve I'm Adam And with us tonight is once again the Joe Cherry I will not go away, apparently. TJC. No. TJC. Stuck with us. And also, surprise we have guest, Mr. Jim McCarty. Hey, guys. Thanks or, for having me. Or as he's better known, Shim, Shim Havarti. That is some bullshit. <laughs> Shim, it's already started. Folks. All right. It's it NSFW. Done. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> started off strong there. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> Welcome, Jim. Glad to have you. Thank you, guys. It's good to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have Jim here and and Joe. They uh, previously did a podcast with uh, another member of the group, Mr. Uh, David Harmon. Shout out. Hey, David. What up, Slimmy? But uh, apparently it was short-lived and lacked any kind of continuity or stick to or whatever you want to call. And <laughs> Well, we didn't they, think it was that short-lived they, until you guys blew right by us with your uh, yeah, episode count. Yeah, it petered out at 14 or some yeah. sad number like that. Yeah. So, okay, so we're here tonight, and we're going to talk about music. And we haven't really touched on this to- topic. Not really. It hasn't come up, which is surprising because uh, that's such a big thing to talk about. It's, it's, it impacts everyone's life. Everyone loves it. It does. Music is so important. And the interesting, we went superheroes. We went Sharknado before we went oh, music. Oh, man. We, so, we diverse. That gives you an idea of. I think we had to wait for, for Jim to come in. I think that's what it was. Mr. Havarti had to. Yeah, Mr. Havarti. It's funny. They actually got Sharknados in uh, Florida right now, man. So, yeah, no kidding. Right. Hey. Seriously happening. Well, again, I appreciate you guys having me. And uh, if there's anything you want to know, just let me know. I'll just ask away. Okay. So music. I think that was a self-important Jim. sniff. Jim. <laughs> it was. What was the first CD you ever bought? Uh, first CD was actually Power Station. It was a... Uh, Is that the band? Is that Yeah, the, yeah. Okay. It, was a, it was a band, yeah. It was from a Tower Records in 1982 over on Alma School. Okay. Uh, yeah. And What uh, genre is that? Uh, rock. Okay. Yeah. Hardcore. Yeah. It was. It was actually my. It was my first two. It was Power Station and the Gap Band. Yeah. And the Gap Band. The Gap Band. Okay. Oh, yeah. Good stuff, man. You got. You got to look it up. Now what? I think it's. I think it's important for us to mention that Jim is also a Gen Xer. Yes. That's true. And I love the first question coming from the millennial. <laughs> What's the first CD you ever bought? That's what I'm saying. It's a it's CD, right? It's different than well, what see, was the first al- album. You want to know whatever. what my first album was? Was actually a 45 record. And uh, it was for, I had a little bitty uh, Snoopy 45 record uh, battery operated turntable that my mom had bought me. Jesus, sorry 26D batteries or something? Basically, yeah. Yeah. But... We were going to one of her work parties and when we, we lived over on the East Coast. And she's like, you, Jimmy, you know, I think I was like six or seven. She's like, you got to you gotta hear this, this song. It's great. And I shit you not. It was Margaritaville by Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> there you go. Yep. And that's what I'm talking th- about. I mean, you only had a, an A and B side on a 45. Yeah. But that whole work picnic, that's all they listened to, man. It was great. There you go. Nice. Well, one of the things that and this plays into it, you know, that note that I had written down, it's a great question, Adam, 
But what I put down was, what's your first music memory? So that sounds like... <laughs> that wasn't mine. Ouch. Sorry. Okay. Yep. We allowed... Uh, yeah. Bear with me. We allowed Joe to hook up his computer um, to our system today. And so I think we're going we're gonna to regret that. Listeners beware. There will be music being played. Yeah, there will be. And Randomly. Yeah. Obviously. It's, it's the it. music episode, baby. Exactly. Just getting in the mood. Oh, absolutely, man. Uh, my first, like, actual memory of, music, of memory. music was, I'm from a little podunk shrimp in town in Florida, and they had the old sawmill site, and every, I think it was during the fall, they actually had a, a big event there. It was a concert, and they bring all these different musicians in, and it was called the Mullet Festival. Well, of mullet, course it was. Well, <laughs> but but in the terms of mullet is a fish <laughs> that, oh, that, that, yeah. that they catch. Okay, yeah. And yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I, I thought, think... thought they were leaning into that stereotype. but Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, the first musical uh, experience I ever had was it was like Southern gospel mixed with uh, country. And okay. back there, you had the two types of stereotypical music, you know, country and, and Western. And Western. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember the first time I ever, uh, it was probably about 1981, 82, uh, saw the Mandrell Sisters, Kenny Rogers, um, Crystal Gale, and Eddie Rabbit. They were all there? They were all there. That's unbelievable. It was the Lollapalooza. Barbara, Barbara Mandrell. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Mandrell Sisters, man. Well, nobody knows the other one. Yeah, I know, but you know. Barbara and Diane. Yeah, <laughs> I knew. I knew one of those. Kenny Rogers. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was huge then, man. He oh, still is. In his own well, yeah. and stuff. Eddie Rabbit is that. You know, that's just a joke. I mean, that's. I love Eddie Rabbit, man. Yeah. So I'm curious, Adam. Yeah. What is your first musical memory? My first musical memory. Oh man. Um. Well, really, I think uh, when it came to just like music being the biggest thing for the that memory, um, when I was younger, I, I think it goes back to the one of the first concerts that I went to um, and just one that stuck out of my mind uh, was when I actually went to go see Garth Brooks. And I can't remember how old I was. That's how young I was. I, you know, maybe was... Dang, I don't even want five, six, something like that. And uh, I just remember having to go in and maybe I was a little bit older than that. But my mom actually uh, ended up taking off her socks oh. because it was so loud in there. And he was putting on such a good show that she had to take off her socks and put them in my ears because it hurt too bad. And that's I'm, nice. Yeah. Socks in the ears. Yeah, but I, I, but I pride Brooks. myself. Yeah. That got I got large ears. You know, I've seen some really good concerts that i've really enjoyed but i've never been to a socks near ears concert yeah and that's that's wild that's, that's some awesome stuff right so, there. so i mean i may have been young but i enjoyed it what's not to enjoy garth brooks was was garth brooks the biggest country is he the biggest country star ever still oh, yeah. yeah for oh, yeah. sure yeah it's unbelievable right it is like my goodness there we go i totally agree and actually Go ahead. Keep going. I'll, I'll pot it down. No, Go you're ahead. Good. Um, well, I just kind of wanted to add a question about like music memories. You know, it's good, but I think that everyone has certain songs that relate to certain memories. Oh, so, absolutely. You know, like you, you hear this song and it just brings you back to that time in your life. So, 
I want to go around table if you guys, if anyone has one, but like a song that brings back that you don't like listening to because oh, it negative. was because it was a bad memory. I I have I'm very passionate on on my level with music, yeah. uh, bands, lyrics. I mean, there, there's nothing worse than having like great tune but weak lyrics. I agree yeah. with that. You know, um, completely. But I also on, on the other side, I have bands, man, that or musicians or songs. If I hear them, I hate it. Yeah, I just hate it, and I don't like that. But it's necessary evil of you know likes and dislikes. Exactly. Is it the entire Sixteen Stone album from Bush? Is I mean, you can be honest. No, I like that album. <laughs> oh, but so then it's just me. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. But uh, like, uh, there's some James Taylor songs out there, man. Yep. That stuff plays, man. That's yeah, right. You have to turn, uh, do you turn I, it off. I hate it. Like I hate right? it. Hate it. Hate it. Yep. Uh, but there's some James. James no, just the, there, it's the memory. No, there, there, there's certain songs oh. of his that I absolutely hate. Like which songs, Jim? So don't it, you freaking so it, play them! I so swear it, God. Wait, is it is it the song that you hate? It is or the is song. It the memory. It's the you... memory associated with the songs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 But I don't know if you see the, the shirt I'm wearing. Oh yeah. Smashing pumpkins. Smashing pumpkins. Well, on this album, Joe. No, that, that's Fire and Rain. That's a good song. Of course it's yeah. a good song, but yeah. he has a thousand good songs, so yeah. I can't for the life of me think why you wouldn't like but, any of them. But like <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins, man, they have a song called Disarm, and it's kind of a slow, almost like a ballad. This yeah. album is great, but that song takes me back to when my, my dad passed away. Yeah. And every time I hear it, I, I kind of turn it off. Exactly. My dad passed away in 94. Yeah. And so I still associate that, way, and I just don't like that song. So, I have a friend that, which, that has it's a, a, it's a, I won't play it, but which no, song is it? It's Disarm. It's a great song, but the lyrics kind of associated me with my dad passing away, and I just don't like that song. Yeah. Yeah, that's understandable. I have a, I have a friend that is very similar uh, to his grandpa uh, passing away, and it was the, the Dance by Garth Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. That just brought him back to it. And he just, I love that song, but he would never let me play it in his car. Yeah, absolutely, man. He just Jerk. refused it. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> what are you, Dad? I really don't have. Maybe I just don't relate things that way. Yeah. There's really no song that if it comes on. Brings you back to a certain I, spot. Yeah. Well, I mean, there. yeah, there are, there are songs that I, that I relate to certain periods of time. Yeah. But there's no song that if I listen to it, it's, it's just I have to turn that off. Yeah. I, I, I can't listen to that. Yeah. I don't have very many that are associated with a bad memory. I have course songs I just don't like. <laughs> well, everybody I has. think yeah. that you, it, to, to have that happen, you have to dive into a song and almost like have it be your relief as you're going through that turmoil in your sure. life. Oh, absolutely. You know, like man. You're, you're making that your, like it's your savior. It's something that you're listening to, to help you through whatever you're doing. Yeah. For, for me, uh, Steve actually nailed it, man. It, it takes me back to a point in time. Right. You know, I'll tell my kids, oh, I love this song. It came out when I was like 12 years old and seventh yeah. grade, stuff like that. And they're like, yeah, we've heard you say it a dozen times. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but. Your kids actually say that, that, that you've repeated yourself? Because my kids never say no. that. No. Well, it's because you don't. <laughs> no. I, every story I say is, is it's brand all new. Yeah. Yeah. I want to mention before we get too much further, I saw James Taylor in, in person at uh, Alton Baker Park in Eugene. Were you really? moved? Outdoor. You were moved. You had to have been. It really wasn't. It, it's a great venue. It's not real big. And he put on a great show. And I just remember it at one point because it's right next to the Willamette River. And there's sloughs that go back in there. 
and he's singing one song and I don't even remember which song it was, but it was just, it's like you say, he has so many great songs and it was such a great moment. I look over and these like five ducks take off. Go ducks. Go ducks <laughs> from this pond. We'll pay Wyoming tomorrow. This is going to be a really oh, good God. So anyway, so, but you see these birds take flight and they fly over the top of the stage and it's like, okay, somebody's over there. Okay. Cue yeah. the ducks. Right. We're in right. Eugene. Cue the doves. We only have ducks. Okay. okay. It'll have to do. <laughs> but it was, a, it was an awesome concert, but he never really spoke much, you know? And it's like, okay, if I'm going to see somebody live, okay, I hear the music and that's fine. And he sounds just like every recording. And then it got to the end and he started talking a little bit. And then he brought out his son mm-hmm. and they sang duets together. And all of a sudden it became very personal. And and it just made the whole concert. It yeah, was just, that sounds amazing. W- when was, was this? Okay, this has got to be uh, early '90s. Oh, really? Yeah. So was that a small venue? You were at obviously, right? I mean, yeah, it's the whatever that's called at Alton Baker Park there. Yeah. Okay. It's, so it's an outside venue. Where would you guys prefer that kind of venue or like a absolutely? Venue? Oh yeah, intimate For places. Sure. I. I far prefer smaller more intimate venues i'm not the big like arena type guy sitting yeah yeah so i've i've seen both of course what if you're like not the front row of an arena you know that's fun concert it's a different experience i guess for me anyway sorry to butt in but it's you know a small venue is uh is when you like the music and you like the artist, uh, the smaller the venue, the better, frankly. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? If you're going to have a good time with your friends, you know, and, and be rowdy and stuff, then, it, yeah, a big show at an arena where there's a big mosh pit or something if you're into that. And that's always great, too. But, right. you know, for the actual music component of a live show, when you get <laughs> a little bit older and you don't, you're not out to break your nose in a mosh pit, then, yeah, the smaller the better. Well, I mean, the, we we went and saw a Zach Brown band at you know Auction Pavilion. That's got to be excellent. And it was great. And we were out on the lawn, you know, so we were able to relax and kind of be back and and kick so back. So those but, those are the best of both worlds, right? Those big outdoor amphitheaters where yeah. you can yeah. chill on the lawn. We've got a couple great ones, or at least one great one here. I saw yeah. Steve Miller band at Shoreline Amphitheater when I was in high school, which is in San Jose, which yeah. was pretty cool. And it's same. It's very similar to what's it called now? Well, Auction Pavilion is that that's old Desert Sky, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that what it's called? Though? But I think that just like a, you know, yeah. being oh. in let him go the like a fifth row of of like a big stadium, I think that would be awesome. Just the the energy that you feel for it, as opposed to being in a smaller. I, it's I think it's different. You know, it's just what you want to yeah. experience. Well, you know, the thing for me do. also, the type of music that I like to listen to, smaller venue is better. You know, I guess that if you were, you know, if you were seeing Metallica or something, yeah, you know, you want speakers that are Huge bigger than a house, and yeah, I I still, so. I'd, I'd still love to see Metallica in a small venue. I'd love to see Metallica play the Mason Jar. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jim, would you rather see rap groups, uh, in, like in a smaller venue or in, like uh, large, like, huge speakers, or you just you, like feel that bass just like hit you in the face? Yeah, but now I'm at the age where I actually I don't have socks in my ears, but I do take earplugs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they have a couple of clubs here locally, man, that I've seen two life crew EPMD. I've seen a lot of the, the bands, man, that just bump in the bass and stuff, man. Yeah. And it's great. But I've also seen 
uh, I saw Neil Young when he had band Crazy Horse, small venue over in Phoenix, man. Neil Young, well known rap guy. Yeah. Well known <laughs> rap guy. No, I'm, the comparative. His early band. stuff. His yeah, early yeah, stuff. Right. Is, Before he sold out. Yeah. 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 Back when he was underground. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I liked him way before he was Back when he was with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Yeah. <laughs> Young. I uh, The biggest show I ever saw was Metallica, and then probably second to that was, you know, at Arco Arena in Sacramento twice. And then the second to that was the Beastie Boys, so that they do qualify as rap. And I saw them at uh, America West Arena in the late 90s, maybe right around 2000, frankly. And that was fun. That was one of my favorite shows. So I guess to answer your question, that, that, that was a big energy. I'd never seen the Beastie Boys, and they were my favorite band at the time, like uh, by far. And it was uh, that was a ton of fun. And they put on a great show. That was the Hello Nasty, I mm-hmm. think, tour, yeah. right, about yeah. then. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, less than 10 minutes, we, we've lost our, our train of yeah. memories and that kind of stuff. We've just gone directly to experiences experiences which is is really what music is about i believe you know it just music and and wherever it happens whether it's it's seeing someone live which is always an important an event right you know because you're you're making that effort connection to music you're making that effort to go and see someone right and the venue really does matter so much i remember god this is going back 80s wow (laughs) <laughs> easy we've done this before but i was given a a pair of tickets to see alabama Ooh, love nice. alabama yeah i was listening to dixieland delight on the way over here Nuh-uh. i swear to god okay so but it was at gill coliseum which is a basketball arena at oregon state in corvallis and the tickets that we were given were on the side and you could not hear the band it was just noise wow and I was there for about, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes. And it was just ridiculous. I knew all their songs. I'm like, okay, I can't understand them. It's just garble. What but this is, this is an old basketball arena, you know? So this is open rafter stuff. And I remember leaving and we walked around the end to, to hit the exit. And when we were directly facing the stage at the end, it sounded fantastic. It's bad acoustics. Bad. Yeah, just horrible acoustics. Yeah. So one third of the room was getting a great show. Exactly. Yeah. If you were directly in front of the speakers, you could hear. But if you were off at the side, the sound is bouncing around so bad that it was ridiculous. Ouch. So it matters so much, you know, where you're seeing them. Right. Yeah. Just for sound quality purposes, for sure. And I think a lot of the arenas now take that into account when they're when they're made. The you know whether it's a basketball arena or or hockey or whatever, they. Pay attention to the acoustics. Well, yeah, technology is so far advanced now. I mean, you know, that you see the cameras, you know, in sports events and stuff, man, sliding all around. And they pan and stuff. I mean, they do the same thing with with the you know, the technology of all the sound and the video and, and everything. I mean. That's your Dixieland delight, son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it Alabama. Is. My well, I, went, I liked Alabama when I was a kid a lot. When yeah. I was young, when I that was the last time I was super into country. Yeah, they're good. I mean, of course they are. They were the yeah. most popular band in the world. The wheel. So I wondered, Adam, when asking about you know early memories because there was a lot of trips in the car, and we would. Oh yeah. You know some Billy Dean and. There were some good times where we would just family singing. You know, oh yeah, you, you know the, we've got five kids going. and 
you know, Heather and I had five kids in the car driving somewhere. We, you know, we've got the, uh, this is like movie style. Holiday Absolutely. We're not normal. We're the jubies. <laughs> but yeah, there was always a lot of that. There was, you know, a lot of cranking music and, you know, what's funny about that is that, that, that still happens to this day. If I've you seen get, it. If you get me, you and Zach in a yeah. car oh, together, yeah. I've seen it game over. <laughs> it's pretty great actually. Yeah. And I, maybe it was just you and Zach and I doing or going to like the golf tournament or something one time. When well, it was, was you going. and I. You well, and I went to Parker. Yeah, we did that. And course. I freaked you out with my bit. mix with my mixtape. A little bit. Because yeah. there was all kinds of stuff on there. Oh, Joe's well, like, wait a, a minute. Thing. You listen to this old man? Gotta have variety. <laughs> no, uh-huh. he had a, I had to forget the specifics, but he just had, a, it was a great mix of great music. You know, it's like, I'm kind of this young kid at the time and Steve's the elder statesman, of course, and. You know, I'm just expecting something that I got to stomach or tolerate or whatever because I'm a little bit snooty about it at this point. James but, Taylor. Right. No, <laughs> no all, just a lot of sing-along stuff. And, of course, it didn't hurt it. that it was a Murano. And it didn't hurt that we had roadies, you know. The Murano. Yeah. The, the Bose sound <laughs> system in that Bose. Murano. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, geez. Rascal Flats. That's just, yeah. That was one of the first uh, country concerts other than Garth Brooks that I went to. Yeah. Rascal Flats? Yeah. 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 I saw them before. Like It was them and Lone Star. And Eugene before Rascal Flats like really started getting big. I mean, just talking about like good acoustics and a good sound system, oh, like yeah. that Bose sound system, man. I remember that in the Murano. Oh, that, that was, thing was great, man. So so balanced. It was you listen to it so loud. Nothing, There's nothing no blew distortion. it out. Right. You know, there was no distortion, but there was you know the bass didn't blow out. You know, it did have a subwoofer in the trunk. Yeah. Or what was you know the spare tire? There actually wasn't the trunk, but right. But that was fun, you know, traveling that way concerts you know i went you guys took me to zach brown which was hilarious the day of the concert i'm sitting in the chair here and i look over and they're all kind of smirking and smiling and i'm like what and that was good and they're sitting on the couch we were sitting in a specific order on the couch yeah it was shortest shortest to tallest no it was it was zach zach was sitting over here adam and then heather and adam is sitting here and it's not cold, but he has a brown afghan around him. Oh, nice. And Heather, and Heather has the band band oh. t-shirt. Has <laughs> a shirt that and, just and, in glitter. And they're just smirking, band. and I'm like, what? That's awesome. And they're like, Zach Brown Band. We have tickets. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, We're dude, going. You guys rock. That yeah. is so great. That's awesome. That was awesome. That's better than any jackass proposal. That, you know, somebody <laughs> or or birthday surprise or or a gender reveal that you we see. were pretty proud of that one. That was a good That's one. Great. That was, and we had so much fun out there. Oh, you yeah. know, he he has. He, I've never seen Garth Brooks. Yeah, but Zach Brown brings that kind of energy. That's the thing. I've you know I I've seen the concerts. You know, the recorded concerts from from Garth Brooks. Uh, one of my favorites is I recorded when he was at Central Park. Oh, okay, yeah. And there's like. I don't know, 400,000 people show up. Crazy amount of people are just watching it in the park on a TV screen because they can't see this, the stage. Yeah. I mean, there's there's huge screens all over there. Where these people are, there's no way they could see it. Well, I recorded it to send to Carrie because she was Garth Brooks crazy. And so I did the VHS recording, and it was in Vegas, that little condo that we first lived at. And... Uh, I just remember we had everything. I had the stereo hooked up to the TV, you know, the component days. Mm-hmm. Gotta love those. 
And I mean, this is basically a retirement home that we're living in. And I've got this thing as loud as it will go, just cranked. And we're recording this to send off to Carrie because Carrie's in Japan. Oh, yeah. She went to Japan for a year as a foreign exchange. And I just remember afterwards, after the concert was over, and I realized that, wow, okay, this was really loud and nobody banged on our door. At least I didn't hear him. Yeah, right. <laughs> but Self-fulfilling. Yeah. But yeah, the well, Zach Brown thing was really fun. Yeah, yeah. so that's why I kind of asked about Garth Brooks earlier because has Zach, has Zach Brown surpassed him or even come close, I guess? Probably guess not. No, no I don't think no. so. It's just, he was too big. He's yeah. the biggest ever. You know, at the time, there were a lot of great acts. I just think that the the energy, and I, I, I think that the one thing that set him apart from a lot of other country acts is that there was a lot of people that didn't, that don't think that country is the best genre out there that either don't like it or just is not a fan. Yeah. And I've talked to a lot of them that still say, but that Garth Brooks guy. Right. I like that Garth Brooks guy. Well, he, he, he transcends the, yeah. that, that, that genre of he's the best country artist. Cause people that don't like country still like him. Right. Yeah, he did. That's why I agree with that. He was uh, the first sort of, at least that I remember pop, country you know star kind of a crossover yeah yeah he actually did a, a separate uh like alter ego style yeah. album the chris Gaines album yeah. did you ever hear that no yeah. i've even heard of he it. Actually, i've got it i believe yeah so. he actually put on like a like a wig type thing and yeah. recorded a whole separate album he sounded differently but it was excellent yeah but it was garth brooks exactly. yeah it was chris Gaines. Yeah. yeah i've got the cd yeah that was awesome well, well, the thing that I always got about Garth Brooks is he genuinely seemed to enjoy entertaining. Right. And he seemed to really appreciate people being there. Right. It was He was so in awe. Just that genuine. That he was drawing such those a kind genuine of crowds. person. Well, so Billboard.com says Merle Haggard is the greatest country star ever. See, I'm a big Merle Haggard yeah. fan, a big Waylon fan. Yeah. I love Waylon Jennings, who is actually from Chandler. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, for the last few episodes, we have not done a buzz level. I have yeah. noticed so, that. So when Adam gets back, he's uh, resting. He, he's in charge. Uh, we're going to do a buzz level. All right, good. So one of the things that I was thinking of is, that you know, there's just different ways that you come across music. You know, Jim, you're obviously really into music in general, but local bands. Yeah, I love local bands. That kind of stuff, which is, is really fun and and again, shout out to Ebenezer who leads us into every one of our episodes and takes us out. And there's so much fun to go and see. And, uh, you know, Zach's coming to town next week and Ebenezer actually has a show. Oh, do they? Um, on Friday night. I think it's the 29th. Cool. We should definitely work on going. You yeah. Should, you should at the very least see if you can get your recorder plugged into their board and get some... Get some good stuff. That's going to be impossible because there's going to be a Zoom H6 plug. (laughs) And they only have so many jacks. Then you should definitely (laughs) talk to Jim about getting a copy of that. uh. (laughs) But, you know, enjoying music. And when I started thinking about this podcast, and there's just so many different ways to go and so many different places to go. And, you know, that's where it kind of started off with, you know, early memories of music. You know, when, when were you aware of music? When were, you know, you aware of, a, of specific songs, you know, like Adam touched on, you know, what, what songs do you relate to, you know, memories, 
I, I equate a lot of music to memory from being young. Uh, my, my, my youngest memories, um, you know, my uncle having the old eight track in his, his old GMC. And I thought just, you know, as a technical aspect, I'm like, you put that thing in there and it plays music. I mean, I've seen records and stuff, yeah. but an eight track was cool, man. Yeah. But yeah. I, but I do equate a lot of music to where in different stages of my life, different times and different periods, you know, uh, pre kids, pre wife, you know, junior high, high school last week, whatever. I mean, but to me, that's kind of like, like you said, it just puts me in different periods. You know, I can, I don't know. I can't explain it. That's you just did. Explain no, you it. did. Yeah. yeah. It's very good. Uh, yeah. But you in, can't in, explain in, something yeah. and then say you can't explain it. <laughs> but it, it, it kind of brings me comfort. The, you know, I like to look back. I'm a very nostalgic guy. I like to look back and, and think, oh man, that was a good time. You know, the nineties were great music for me, man. So great. Yeah. But growing up in, you know, Southeast, you know, United States and podunk town, I enjoyed the music that we listened to back then. The Merle Haggards and the Kenny Rogers and the Dolly Parton. It was mostly country and stuff. Sure. But, uh, with a little Western thrown with in. With a little Western. Time. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about that. You know, for me, I grew up in Newport. Okay, so a small town on the West Coast. Couldn't be further from, from uh, Niceville. No. But this is in the 60s. And the only music you could listen to, we had an AM station, KNPT. It would go off the air at 10 o'clock at night. So we would listen to KNPT because really nobody had, cassettes weren't around, you know, so tapes. So that's what we were stuck listening to. And then, you know, you of didn't course, have a vinyl or no, I, yeah, I had a, I had a record player. Yeah. So yeah, the, the first record I ever bought was, uh, the birds turn, turn, turn. You know, it's so crazy to think of, of that concept of, of being really limited to the amount of music you were able to listen to. What you're, yeah. What you're exposed to. Cause TV was the same thing. You know, we have four channels. Right. And you know, this is long before there was any music television. And now today, you know, you couldn't listen to the amount of music that's out there 24-7. You just, no. There's no possible way to listen to it all. There's, so that's just... There we are. The birds. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Adam. No, just it's, it's, it's interesting. You know, the, the different perspectives on well, music. All right, that's... Perspective. That's, Jim, that's this a is your first well, as, as technology. Uh, Jim, we got a drinking game. You guys right. fill them in. Yep. Yeah, perspectives. Every time perspectives is used, which we fall down. Some episodes, totally. we, we barely say it. Sometimes but, it's so. What said. happened is the very first episode, Adam said perspective like thirty-three times in a row. <laughs> so we turned it into a drinking a drinking game. game. So <laughs> yeah, you got to grab whatever's handy and here, take a here. drink. And then Steve usually edits out that silent I, part. You yeah, the, the glugging and stuff. I try to leave in a little glugging, but <laughs> I try to bit. get the music. It's cool out. if I drink out of the bottle, right? Of yeah. course. <laughs> Stay classy. Right. But yeah, we were going to do a buzz level when you got back. So okay. Adam, where are you at? Where am I at? I'm at like a four and a half. That's a slow day for Adam. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. But he's working on it pretty hard. It's a Friday night, dude. Yeah. Give me like a half hour. We'll see where I'm at. All right. Jim? Uh, I'm at a zero. Oh, I'm boy. milk and wine, man. Yeah, that's not a zero, but get your point. Yeah, he's at a point three four. We're, Jim wakes up. I could with, probably blow on 08, but it's a one to ten scale. 
So if you're hammered, one. You, there you go. There okay. we go. <laughs> Good, Jim. Good. <laughs> Minus one. Okay, I'm a four point three one. And Ooh. I'm about a three point five because I am milking wine, and Jim's says, drinking your wine. He brought yeah. beer, and he's drinking your wine. He says he's milking wine, but I brought you guys beer, <laughs> which I'm gonna enjoy at some point. Or please do on like okay. Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> so tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yes. They're, but then none of them are seven ounces. No. Oh, well. Okay. So so going to a concert is one thing, and then following a local band is different. You know, it's small venues, and you know there are times where you see a band, and you know there's not many people in the audience, and so it's real personal. You know, they appreciate everybody that's there. I think for those you're you're rooting for them in that way. You know, it's it's a yeah. local band. You're there, and you know they're not everywhere, so you're excited that you're one of the few people that gets to listen. You think they're very talented, obviously, and so much fun to go see because that's why you're there. Exactly. And, you know, but it's, you know, it's exciting because, you know, it could be, you want them to be great and, and they could be the next big thing. Right. Wouldn't that be awesome? Right. If your buddies that you follow or, you know, whatever, even if they're not your buddies, it just, you kind of discover them, right? Well, right. you just got to support local, man, on, on so many different levels. Right. Local musicians, Food. local artists. Yeah, man. So it could be my kid out there one day playing in a band i don't know man but just it's nice to be out there and show that support man yeah well when we were living in eugene uh, one of heather's high school friends was as uh, andra and she was kind of the uh groupie slash road manager for a local band in eugene so every time they played in town we would go and watch them and i thought i liked them i thought that they were really pretty good because they had a horn section I love that. I really did. But they played this screaming rock and roll crap. <laughs> okay. The horn section. And then they would play like three or four songs where the horns would be, you know, really prominent and you could understand what he was saying. And he was a really, fairly decent singer. And I'm like, God, if you guys would just do that, I think you'd be so much better off. Well, as it turns out, talking about a local band that, you know, makes it at least for a short time. The band's name was Cherry Pop and Daddies. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Great. Zoot Suit Riot, right? Zoot Suit Riot. Yeah. yeah. And then people they, will call them a one-hit wonder, but they were They had very a follow-up song. They had, they had another song. But again, they were fighting against, I think, what would have made them popular. What was really... That was the music that I liked listening right. to. But I would sit through an hour and a half of just, to me, really hard to listen to, screaming noise and i'm sure a lot of their fans love that because that's that ska right that's what we're talking about sort of yeah sort of man uh the cherry pop and daddy is that who was yeah yeah Yeah, that it's weird how that that almost became its own genre at that particular time there was another band that came out the squirrel nut zippers do you remember them yeah and i remember uh big bad voodoo daddy big bad voodoo daddy yeah yeah, man from uh, the swinger soundtrack yeah that movie had a lot to do with that genre absolutely uh, people love the big zoot suits, man, and the horns, man, and, and the horns. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. I man. loved that. Yeah. And again, you know, this is in a, a small venue in Eugene, Oregon, that we would go out and watch them. That'd be excellent, man. I'd and love that. you know, but again, it's it's interesting because the dynamic of the band is is very bizarre at times. And with them, it was that the the lead singer who could really sing, but he didn't like that. He liked screaming. 
You know, he he liked <laughs> the the stuff that okay. They were probably about a half a punk band back then. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they that, were they were definitely. A... You know, and there's been different bands over the years. There's been different things that I've listened to, where you listen to it and it's like, oh, I really like that song. And I did it once. I bought an album because I really liked a song. I listened to it on the radio, and none of the rest of the songs on this album sounded like that. Right. Not even close. I'm like, okay, thanks a lot for that one. Suckered you right in. Yeah. Where was, you know, Spotify then? Yeah. Where's Pandora? Well, that, that becomes the case now because everybody has their own mixer boards. Everybody has, you know, pro tools and everybody's mixing their own stuff at home now. And I don't know if you go on vacation, some of these areas, man, you'll be inundated by guys with CDs. Yeah. Five bucks. Give me a CD, you know, five bucks, stuff like that. Trying to make some music. Yeah. Yeah. Help me and, out. But it's now, I mean, look, we can have a podcast in the living room, you right. know? Uh, technology is... Uh, the Juby Take Studio? Th- that's what I, I said. Uh, yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah. So. <laughs> but uh, technology is good in that, that regard, man, because you, you can go and, you know, just create a podcast, man. Right, you know, where we're so talking accessible about, now. Yeah, man, that, that, right. that's, that's awesome. Right, and, and that's one of the things that, you know, back in, in the early days, it was getting a record deal. You could be the best band ever, but if, if a, a record label didn't sign you, you didn't get your music out there. Right. You know, and now on YouTube, you have, you know, nobody cares about a record deal anymore. There's platforms that you can just create that just throw your name out there. Now it's up to you to, you know, see if they're hurt or not, you know, put them on social media sites or well, different things like that. Well, you have these yeah. social media sensations. You actually have, you know, YouTube stars, right? You have, uh, was it the Snapchat stars? And what was that other one? That, that little video, the vine, you had people that are making millions on vines, right? And that's not even an application anymore that you can download. Yeah. It's yeah, now exactly. defunct, but they've, they've taken that on to other things and stuff, man. So, yeah. Uh, well, you know, to me, what's what's fun again? I go back to the days where I've got KMPT that goes off the air at ten o'clock. I've got a couple records that I can listen to, not access to that much, and then you go through all the you know edifications that that go on year after year, and and things are reinvented, and and now you're you, you know you're just inundated with different ways of listening to music, yeah. and. You know, and now you end up with a problem. Okay, how do these people make money off their music? Right, because everybody's downloading things for free. I'm I know, Jim, 13. you went kind of nuts there for a while with. I will not. A Slim Havarti. I will uh, not. I will not incriminate Shim. myself. Shim. Shim. Shim Havarti. Yeah. I think I, with the way he's running and working out, I like Slim. Slim might be better. Ooh, we already got a Slim. We do. That's the. No, that, that's that's why it doesn't work. Yeah. But yeah, you were you were pirating everything. Yeah. Yeah, for a long I've done time. Done that for a long time. Well, yeah. that but was also, the norm for many. It, it might was. still be. Actually. Yeah, well, it just it is. How do you get paid if you're an artist? Through the '80s tour to the 2000s, man. Yeah. I bought thousands of CDs. Literally, I have 2,000 CDs at home. I've got 5,000 vinyl records at home. You know, I just I deserve to download some for free. Right. Exactly. <laughs> hey, okay. All right. You're off your the case, hook with that. Yeah. I paid my dues, man. But that's an interesting point because now musicians, they're not, they didn't go away, right? No. So they got to be making money somehow. Well, it's touring. Well, although Josh is not making a dime off of us ripping off his song. 
<laughs> no, and, but he makes money on his tour. That's what I'm saying is you, they can no longer depend on the record labels and the and the deals and all that to make their you know the, the ridiculous the people money. they're drawing to their but concerts. Bring the, but bring that awareness, man, and tell people about Ebenezer. You and know, have them go see them. Go, go see them live, man. Hey, there's a reason why we have yeah, them on our absolutely, podcast. Absolutely, man. They right. really are quite good. Yeah. They are, and I really challenge both of you. I would really like it if you guys would go with us. Yeah, I'm down. Please. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I think you know, we've got a couple weeks, Joe. Do you know where they're going to be playing? Any idea? Yes, I do. Okay. Well, good. I mean, if you ever feel the urge to let us know, then there's a much higher <laughs> likelihood. If you keep talking, I will find it. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to fill the So there. There's a couple places up in Scottsdale. I, I know that they play. Yeah, Wasted like the Green. Well, they played Wasted Green. Green, but it's not there. But uh, they, we'll, we'll find out that in a second because they're amazing. But I can, I'm talking about technology hmm. a little bit and, and, and music obviously being the theme. You know, uh, we've talked about movies a lot in this podcast. Uh, I think we've had two or three specifically for that. But... What are some movies you guys can think of where the soundtrack made mm. the movie better? You know what, man? I got two instances just recent, man. Okay. And that's the Awesome Mix 1, Awesome Mix 2 from Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, yeah. Those soundtracks are phenomenal, man. Yeah. It's old school stuff, man. Looking Glass, Brandy. You remember that song? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, th- that yeah, every track on that on that album is great, man. Yeah. Damn it, I haven't seen either one of those. I movies. totally agree oh, yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. Th- 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 those are great. Man. You know, recently, uh, I guess Baby Driver came yep. out. I and did see that. I heard that it was incredible, Very and good. that I heard that the soundtrack actually. Was I haven't seen really, Baby Driver really yet, good. but I did see the. Yeah, but Baby Driver is as a. I mean, so a lot of movies are made thirty percent better or twenty percent better by their great soundtrack. Tarantino is famous for his great oh, soundtracks, yeah. but his movies are amazing anyway. Baby Driver is an instance where it's almost a movie about the soundtrack. It's really, and it's what very like a, cool that way across the universe. Oh, across the universe, the the Beatles, the Beatles yeah, that movie. was great, man. Well, remember when they used to make movies about like the album? Like the oh, yeah. Yellow Submarine right. from the oh. Beatles. And, well, the yeah. first one was Help. Yeah, and then the Pink Floyd, The Wall, of course. And Yeah, I never liked any of those. <laughs> but, I mean, those were... Okay, I'm going to break in here. Sure. Yeah. The Rebel Lounge. Oh, the Rebel Lounge used to be the Mason Jar. It's a small venue, great place to see a, a concert, man. Cool. Yeah, yeah we'll Mason, be there in a couple of weeks. Yeah, the Mason Jar uh, brought so many bands, man. You know, the Gin Blossoms. They were a... Mean? Yeah, yeah I mean, they were just, the whiskey a go go of the absolutely, valley. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But that's a great venue, man. They have a gr- great acoustics, great sound system. Very good. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so we'll be there in a couple of weeks. But yeah, I want to weigh in here on the movies because it really does make a huge difference. Oh, absolutely. And in, in the the first Guardians of the Galaxy for me was that because you know that's my wheelhouse music. I mean, that's I I remember listening to those for the first time. Right a lot of those songs yeah and then you just sit and go oh okay that one's just perfect and they put them in the right spots so but you figure out that okay somebody is is spending so much time going through music and going okay i'm putting this song with this you know the opening scene when he's skipping along and singing into the little rodent oh yeah yeah (laughs) you know i mean it's just amazing it's well, so and then to, to get nerdy on the movie side of it is that there's always an issue when they write those 
and they have the song in mind and maybe you even get further down the road than writing and then lo and behold they can't license it so they have to switch it out for a different song oh, yeah. Yeah. oh that's where you realize how difficult soundtracks in particular can be because there's always a licensing issue and friggin paul simon just ain't gonna give it up in some cases yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i know yeah yeah no yeah, matter wanna, how yeah. perfect yeah, sound you, of silence might be for your movie yeah you want to stay away from from any of well, that i'm thinking like mrs robinson man the, yeah. the graduate i mean that great soundtrack man but again you know referring to your podcast that we did yeah um the music and movie movies the 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 background music oh the score or the, the yeah. score and what it does and the heightened you know, sound as it goes up drew me as a, a small child back to the curtain to take a look and see what's going on in this movie. Absolutely. And and it's like, oh God, there's that thing again. And then why did I look? But yeah. it's that it's that music. It's, it's the, the buildup. It's mm -hmm. the background that kind of directs you in in with what they you know if they want to and heighten for, it and and for people who want to know what we're talking about, you can check out the Why All Things podcast available on iTunes and whyallthings.com. It, it's an amazing podcast. Yeah, the one episode so far yeah. is top notch. What, one of the it ones that one. one of the ones that uh, like you said, you know, the heightened experience of the the original score. Uh, anything probably Steven Spielberg, but well, John John Williams, John Williams, yeah. man. Close Encounters of the Third Kind was an amazing score, man. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. That was great. You know, of course, there, yeah. that you know, was also John Williams. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, I got all the Star Wars stuff. That's my ringtone, by the way. Is it? Ridge's Lost Ark, yeah. Really? Nice. Yeah. Mine's That's Magnum P.I. Yeah. So, so Sanford and Son. Switching <laughs> gears just a little bit. Um, when it comes to music, for me, I, I relate the music I listen to. People ask me, what's your favorite music? I think that's a, everyone's question they ask everyone when they're first getting to know them. You mean like genre or whatever? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so... Uh, you know, for me, I, I always say everything, you know, there's a, I can find something in every genre that I like. Yeah. So for me, it comes down to the emotion. Okay. How am I feeling at that moment? And, and if, if I'm feeling happy, what am I listening to? If I'm like sad, what am I listening to? So Jim, when you're feeling sad, what are you listening to? Mm, I, don't know. I don't like to feel sad, Such man. A bummer. Yeah. <laughs> what, what happens when you're feeling mad? When you're feeling uh, mad, do you listen to a specific kind of music, like some hardcore rock? Slipknot. Yeah. Yeah, to an extent, yeah. Sometimes I listen to, like, you know, different rap, you know, uh, different rock. It just depends what, you know, but sometimes I need to, to just chill out a little bit, man. Maybe uh, offset it, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I have to, like, fight that urge to, to listen to stuff, man. But if I'm really, like, in the mood, you know, to, like, build furniture or to do something, you know, I'll put on, you know, Pantera or Metallica or something like that. Uh, if I'm cruising along, I like to listen to that that music also. Yeah. You know? but, well, right, but I mean, it's just emotion just kind of brings out so much of what you want from the music. You know, you want to feel from your music. You want to feel the music. So, right. what about you, Adam? Do you find yourself like driven to listen to a certain type of music based on your emotion? One hundred percent. Okay. Really? Do you one hundred percent of the time? So you you select your music based on how you're feeling? Yeah, unless I'm I'm like working and I just want to throw something on in the background and while I'm just doing busy work. But other than that, if I'm listening to it personally in my car, at home, wherever, totally driven by my emotion. 
um just the mood you're in yeah if i'm waking up and i'm just like kind of in this quiet mode i want to listen to some some john mayer and some some jason mraz to kind of like wake myself up in a quiet you know tone but if yeah, i'm riding I, home I after that. work you know i'm i'm rack rocking some anderson pack and and some some different rap music to just right. kind of like bring me home and, and calm me down or just you know calm you down (laughs) yeah yeah get you to the bong yeah Yeah, exactly basically you know until i get get to the point where i'm the bong yeah i was just gonna say (laughs) so So. joe i i got the sense that you were thinking more of of using music to change your mood as opposed to taking your mood and playing music for that well right that was the question i was going to ask is you know one or the other but adam had a definitive answer which is great and it's and i you know if that's the answer that's great but yeah i i myself of course it's why i ever ask a question is because i have an opinion about the thing of course (laughs) right that's why i say (laughs) steve you picked up on that it's very astute thank you that's why you're uh such a great podcast host anyway it's it's true it is. You're right. So I do. That's how I choose my music. If I'm looking to feel a certain way, like if I'm in, I guess if not, I guess maybe it's similar, but if I'm in the mood to feel moved or, you know, sentimental or, you know, something like that, then I too pick John Mayer and Jason Raz and Jack Johnson and, and a lot of female singers that I love a lot that are soulful singers. And I like that feeling a lot. Yeah. You're the I Sarah think, Barella. Singer. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think love that's the, important. Yeah. I love the strong female soulful right. vocalist with who plays an instrument also, you know, Jewel, I'm such a big Jewel fan and she's gone country and I'm with her. Like, I love it. I think, I think she's amazing. I think that's what makes music so great is that you can use it as something that is helping you through a time or through an emotion, but you can also use it to change your emotion and to help you make things better. You know, whenever I'm going into playing basketball, I'm going to listen to something that's going to pump me up. Oh, pump up music. Oh, for sure. sure. If you're going out to the bar, you're going to yep. throw on, you know, you party and your friends music. are going to throw on some party music right. and get yourself psyched or up. Or you're at a party. Going on. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I love the power of music. I, I do too. I think that's probably the point, right, of all of it. And the reason it's a topic to begin with is because music is so powerful on so many different levels and it speaks to every single well, emotion. It's universal, yeah. 100%. Well, the pump up, you know, I used to take Zach down before his football games at Corona and we'd listen to Garth Brooks going down, you know, in the Murano. We got it cranked and it just got him going. It's just like it's awesome if, right that fuels the adrenaline gets the juices flowing. it does exactly did you just make that up right now no it's actually at the end of a jay-z song uh, right. <laughs> so jay-z made up that phrase okay yeah, i'm sure he did or kanye west or something <laughs> um, i mean music is almost as as universally referenced as movies right i mean when you talk about you know movie quotes or movie references they're they're I mean, are there as many music references or almost at least? Probably not as many, but mm. music is referenced a lot in daily life. I mean, everything, oh, yeah. you know. You, it's definitely a, a daily part of my life, man. From the second I get up to if I take a shower in the morning, man, got a Bluetooth radio on, man. I just mean uh, as far driving. as pop culture goes and you talking and having a conversation, uh, absent of actually listening to music. Eh, or I watch. work alone now, so I <laughs> really don't converse with many people. That's true. But Spotify is on the second I open the door. So Right. Yeah. All right. Never mind. <laughs> Unless I call you. Then right. Yeah. Yeah. So, then, then we can talk about music. So, Jim, you, you're by yourself. You're listening to music. Yeah. What is your preference of 
space to sing because everyone sings uh, regardless. Okay, so it doesn't matter who you right. are, you sing. Right. Now, you want to admit it or not, whatever, but there's a spot that you feel comfortable singing or you like the acoustics, whatever, of your voice. Oh, man. You know, I'm, a big, could, I'm a big shower singer, man. Could be the office. Could be the big, car. Big car singer. Shower. Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. Even in public, you know? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. I'm singing. There's some people yeah, out I'm there. I'm here and you're my dad. <laughs> and I love you. I some love you. Some people that I would rather you. hear the sound of dying animals other than hearing their voice. Oh, that's about the equivalent of what I sound like, that's man. Not- but, uh, yeah, uh, like I said, I sing in all those places, man. Uh, not one particular genre. I love Sublime. I love uh, Slightly right. Stupid. I love that reggae dub type music, man. Uh, yeah. Iration and Dirty Heads. Yeah, Dirty Heads, Pepper. I love those guys, man. Yeah. But it, it's just it puts dispatch. me in. A, Sorry. No, like, absolutely not. No, dispatch. I hate no. those guys. Jeez, those guys Joe. suck. Son of a man. Actually, I love Dispatch. Yeah, too. that's good. So. But um, yeah, I, I love that that reggae dub, man, and it just takes me to a place where, man, work is done. Taking the family to, to Newport Beach, and we're gonna play in the the surf. You know that that's kind of where it takes me away from work, even when I'm working. You know, I I love singing again, Garth Brooks, man. I love singing Alabama, man. I I because that's again that's an experience that takes me back to when I was a kid or whatever. So. Yeah. No, are you, you really sing in the shower? I'm sorry. Oh, 100 percent, man. That's I'm, such a cliche. I'm, yeah. inter- I'm interested to see when Joe sings. Just in the car, mostly. Car. Almost, yes, yeah. almost exclusively the car. I've never sung in the shower once. Yeah, I, but, but you've you've made uh, public performances, haven't you? Yes. Oh, Steve's a big karaoke guy. Yeah. See, yeah. that's well, the thing for that, me. See, I, I love the karaoke too, man. But I just don't. I have anybody in my life. Well, Steve actually has one of the greatest karaoke stories ever. So yes, I don't know does. if you can get through it quickly uh, or not. I don't know. It's pretty great. The last, you know what I'm what? talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. We got to go back to you know, some years before that. Uh, I was on a trip to Japan for business. Uh, Japan's a very big karaoke area. Uh, I always wanted to sing. That was my big thing. I wanted to be able to sing. And Heather was a great singer. And so a friend of mine and I ended up in a karaoke bar in Tokyo, we were asked to leave. We were that bad. It was just horrendous. They said, excuse us, sir. You know, but, you know, ugly American, you go please now. leave. Yeah. Okay, so leave. You've been here four hours. You go. So talking about singing in the car and referencing, you know, Adam's youth and, and listening, you know, we'd play Billy Dean and we'd play, you know, a, a lot of country stuff back then and singing. Thank you, and Heather sir. kept trying to convince me that, you know what, you can kind of sing so okay i try uh, singing jimmy buffett okay limited range let's try it well i eventually got to the point where i thought i could do it okay karaoke so we're living in vegas and we go to mgm grand and they had an amusement park in the back and it was taken over by parrot heads and so it's jimmy buffett fans in this Huge park. Everybody walking. What around. was the occasion? Do you remember? Not that it's, it's super. It's a Jimmy important. Buffett concert. It was a concert. It was and a concert in Vegas at MGM Grand. Yeah, and they were all just hanging out at the and pool. So yeah, or it's it, no, it show up at this amusement park, and there's log foam rides, and there's a rapids rides, and there's all these different things, and walking around, and there's margaritas everywhere. Of course. And so it's it's a place full of parrot heads, and they're just hanging out drinking before the concert that night. So walking through, and of course we have to show up. So I love Jimmy Buffett. And they had a performance stage that normally they have performance 
you know, because we'd gone there a lot with the kids. It was a great place. And so they'd set it up for karaoke. And they're trying to get people to go up there and sing Jimmy Buffett. And they had, when we walked up, there was a guy that he wasn't real good. And so there's maybe 10 or 15 people standing in front, people walking around. So Heather's like, do it. You got to do it. I'm like, are you kidding me? This, these are parent heads. You, they'll kill and me. And there's <laughs> hundreds, if not a thousand of them, right? Oh, right. no, there's thousands. Thousands? Of yeah. Them? I mean, they're just the, the pack, the, the place is packed, you know, but right in front of this one stage, there's not that many people. So the guy said, hey, you want to give it a try? Sure. Okay. So he hands me the mic and it's, you know, throw up Margaritaville. Let's do it. And by the time I was done, there's like 30 people standing in front. And the guy's looking at me like, you want to do another song? And I'm like, all right. And so, you know. I, so it went well. I sang Finns. And then I sang Cheeseburger in Paradise. And oh, then, yeah. you know, he keeps asking me to keep singing songs. Well, now I look out <laughs> and now there's like. 75, 100 people standing out there. And at this point, the adrenaline is going so much that my knees now are shaking. <laughs> okay, I can't go any longer. I can't stand. And everybody's just, you know, of course, you know, the booze is flowing. Sure. So who knows exactly what they're listening to, but ear goggles. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> right. And so the place goes crazy. They're all just cheering. And, and I'm like, okay, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, I always wanted to be able to sing. And so this is, you know, a bucket list. I'm done. Yeah. And so we, I walk out and Heather's got this huge smile on her face and everybody's patting me on the back, you know, and it's like, okay, well, all right, this was it. Yeah. This was, I wanted to be able to sing and I sang done. We go off through the park and we're wandering around and it takes, I don't know, 40 minutes for me to finally calm down. Because that adrenaline, I had no idea what oh, it was. Absolutely. But if you've ever had that where your knees yeah. are shaking, it's it's the adrenaline. It's very unsettling, yeah. And so we're heading back. So we go walking by the stage, and there's a lot of people standing there, and there's somebody singing. And I know this sounds, <laughs> I always have to say, I swear to God, this is true. Somebody saw me, and the crowd's like, Steve's back. <laughs> and I, you know, and hi, and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> the, the guy that's, running the thing, you know, these people finish, you know, let's get Steve back up here. I'm like, all right. And so they call me back up and I do like four more songs. Nice. Man, that's awesome. And the, one of the greatest things is I'm, I'm saying, you know, okay, I start walking down the, the side ramp and, and this woman comes up to me and she goes, okay, my husband and his brothers are singing a song next. Can you stay right here and like sing with them? Because they're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm down the ramp on the side and I'm kind of standing there and the, the guy gives me a, a mic and, and so they're up there singing and the guy in the back that's kind of adjusting the sound and stuff kind of did me and not as much them. And the place is going crazy and these guys are just loving it. They're, they're singing their hearts out and they're happy and smiling and having a great time and I'm over there singing with them right <laughs> for, for them, them. Yeah. and you finished it and you know the the wife kind of gave me a wink and said thanks and i wandered off down the side but yeah that's you know for a person that always wanted to sing and actually got thrown out of a karaoke bar in tokyo that's the ultimate that well is awesome, and man. you're modest about it and you sort of chalk it up to right place right time sort of but yeah. the fact is i've heard you do that song in particular yeah. and jimmy buffett a couple of times and you're really excellent at it. So that's what makes it so believable for me is 
you sound better than Jimmy Buffett does, frankly. <laughs> he sounds well, better that. than a, like... lot, a lot of folk artists, man. Now, have you heard him uh, do the Don McLean American Pie? Yeah, man, I mean, you've got dude? that Americana yeah, sort of 70s, absolutely. you know, yeah. Americana folk thing. That's why I invited him on the show, folks. If you <laughs> wondered, yeah, now I want to hear. I want to hear me and Bobby McGee right now. And <laughs> go. Adam is over there just jealous. Freedom's Justin. Oh, not me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> not you, Joe. But no. it's you know it truly is amazing the number of places that have karaoke, the number of people that want to be able to perform. Absolutely. What an ingenious idea karaoke was. Well, it, yeah, absolutely. It's just it's it's an amazing phenomenon. But the other thing with that, and and my my belief is music is you either have it or you don't. I, you're right. either a musician or you're not. I believe that too. Mostly because I fall squarely in the not. And Karaoke so, so, is actually where I met my Yeah, girlfriend. I fall in the yeah. the Bob Dylan, Tiny Tim Kirsten area. Kirsten sings really myself. well. Yeah. Kir- I'm sorry, what, Adam? Kirsten, what? Oh, I was just saying that I met my girlfriend during karaoke. Kirsten has really? a really good voice. She's yeah. a good singer. Cool. Yeah, she's an she's incredible really singer. Uh, she wouldn't say so today. I think that's something also to say is, you know, how much practice goes into singing. You know, for a long time, she was a very, very practiced singer. Do you like the karaoke? I love the karaoke. Really? Yeah. Now, what kind of genre do you karaoke? Oh, I'm, you know, I think with my deeper voice, I do a country the best. Really? Yeah. He does a lot of country, and one I of do. the greatest things is him and Zach. Oh, man. They do regulators. Oh. Me me and me and Zach And they rock that stuff. Destroy regulators. It's awesome. Like, I, I'm, I'm not super confident about singing in, in any which way, form, or whatever, but when it comes to regulators and me and my brother, like, we make everyone stand up that's in, awesome in the bar that's isn't that the best feeling yeah even when there's 70 people in a room or even four, i think it's 14. just because it's unexpected with yeah. you know these two little you know well white you just boys never know just what you're gonna get are you talking about like care. the actual like warren g and, and Nate dog oh man really yeah just kill it oh they do mount up nice. like yeah, i know they do every inflection and, of every voice that that's needs great to go on man and, and the whole bar just you know, of course, I'm on the couch. For and me. again, yeah, exactly. it's, it depends on the place you're going. And, right. And the, you, in, the, in the crowd, of course. Yeah. Right. You, yeah. Going sure. to karaoke. I've played it and have nothing happen for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going to karaoke venues, there's, there's the ones that the people are singing and they don't want anybody else to sound good. And then you have some that they just get into everybody singing and everybody's right. participation because it takes a lot of guts to get up there. Oh, absolutely, man. Or a lot of beers. Or, or yeah, or whatever it takes, you know, whatever it is yeah. that, that you use to get you up there. But putting a microphone in your face, I know for me, I sang Margaritaville. Heather always sang karaoke, and, and she would love going and doing that, and I would go out with her. And there was a basement of a Chinese restaurant in Eugene, and we kind of befriended the people that ran the karaoke. And they were really nice. And I think the first 15 times I tried Margaritaville, I never got to the end. Because I would get to a point and I would just lose it. <laughs> Hand over the mic to the and person. I'm like, and you're I'm just like, I, what do you mean lose it? I, you yeah. just gave up? I, yeah. 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 It totally happens during karaoke. Like you just get and to a I'm point just, and you just, I'm like, you're, I, I, I've yeah. murdered this song. I've enough. murdered the song. I, I, yeah. I don't need to continue. That, that's, that's, why I give, that's why I give props to everybody that does the, the national anthem, man. There's no yeah. way I could get through that. I'm so ashamed. Unless you were really drunk, <laughs> then you could do it. I mean, just ask Roseanne. 
I, yeah. Yeah, I think everyone eases their way into karaoke. You know, it, it, you have to. I drank my way in. I don't know if I've made that clear, but oh, I've drank my way in plenty of times, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But with, yeah, it just, it, you know, what it takes to, to get out there and try. And again, I, I kept trying until finally, you know, I got through it. But you just, you know, I appreciate everybody that, that tries. I think right. also, I mean, obviously, it depends on the reaction you get. If you, continuously get off stage and everyone's like oh you tried man that was cool yeah yeah hey good you like, know I'm, good on I'm you i'm really stuff, glad you did that that's amazing that it sound like you and still get up there and grab uh, the right. microphone you're just... probably not getting up too many more yeah. times but you are so brave so when, courageous when you get those high fives and you're coming off this you know off singing with the microphone and everyone's you know regardless whether they're drunk or not right it's amazing feeling, and that's I think that's what keeps you going. Yeah, uh, but a fun crowd. It's it is a really good time. Now I will say though that you can be terrible at singing and still get an amazing show when it comes to karaoke. There are some songs, you know, that you can play. Sir Mix a Clot, you know. Oh, for uh, sure. You know. So, it, got so back. to, to, to just back. speak to that point, my good friend the Greaser and I years ago wandered into a bar just looking to have fun one night, and it was karaoke, and I think it was bw's yeah actually and they were doing it was like a wednesday and they were doing karaoke and we did george michael's uh faith however oh. we did the limp biscuit version oh, of it oh there you go <laughs> which is <laughs> is just screaming i thought this was going to go somewhere else and you're like a jitterbug no no <laughs> wake me up. no i didn't say wham oh i don't know <laughs> no, no it was uh george michael's solo <laughs> yeah. career yeah. exactly i love wham by the way i always have yeah, you know, I don't mind segueing right into that. Wham was a no. Okay, so yeah, anyway, I couldn't. I just way out of my. I'm. I'm That's Adam okay. I'm millennial. No I'm so used. Just, I'm, I'm used I'm to that this. reaction yeah, when I say that. <laughs> I used to like Wham when I was a kid, but yeah, we would do that, and it was terrible. We so we'd take George Michael's faith and we'd just scream it because the the for you don't know Steve, but the uh, L I M P to the biscuit. yeah the limp biscuit version is just screaming, and it's funny and it's whatever, but. It's literally just screaming. Great. And, yeah, it's not. <laughs> and But the first time we ever did it in this bar we wandered into that happened to be full of like a bachelorette party. And I mean, we thought we were rock stars. Were you guys dressed as cops? No, Shit. we were not. You know what? You cops are welcome in here anytime. <laughs> but, uh, but it was terrible and people loved it. Yeah. I don't wanna... To your point, Adam. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Total confusion there. there. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the fun thing about karaoke, being able to perform. Now, one of the things that uh, that has always absolutely amazed me and why I know I'm not a musician type are the people that remember lyrics that's of another a thing. million songs. That's another thing. Man. There was a place in Vegas when you were up there that, and I don't remember the name of the place, but they, they had two guys and their whole thing was yell out a song. Didn't matter what genre, didn't matter what the song was. Was it dueling pianos? No, it's not the place in New York, New York. These guys were... There's a place downtown on Mill, or down on Mill, yeah. that, that does well, the same they, thing. They have the... Uh, this was more of a rock and roll thing. They, okay. were, they were up there with... They had a band. Well, no, it's just the two guys, but they had every instrument up there. Oh, okay. Including horns. I mean, this was crazy. But you could name a song, any song, throw out a song, and they would know how to play it, and know all the words. That's insane. Now, how do you do that? You know what? Uh, I, I actually, I used to do like the line setup for concerts and stuff like that. 
And are you familiar with uh, They Might Be Giants? Sure. Yeah. Dude, they, those guys know every lyric to every song. Pure so musicians are amazing. We're hanging out with them. And they're like, all right, uh, give us a song. And we're like, you're so vain. They knock out you're so vain. Carly, Carly, Carly Simon. Simon yeah. And uh, what about this over here? You know, They start f- playing Freddie Fender songs. I'm like, how do you know this, man? <laughs> Yeah, it's just, just know how to play and, it. And, well, not I can't get through it, Margaritaville without the words. I can. But, okay. I can, I can get your, talent, your favorite man. song that you've done nine I've times. I've done it a yeah. million times. I guess not being in a musician. I, I, I fade out on Happy Birthday, man. I mean, I just, I don't. <laughs> well, you mentioned the national anthem thing and your yeah, nightmares yeah. about that. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. I, there's no way I could get through all of the national anthem. And I, like I said, I'd be ashamed. Do you have a, what were you going to say, Adam? I good. don't remember. All right, good. Good you job. Look, you look thirsty, <laughs> okay. boy. <laughs> Stay with it. Stay with it. I'm here. Okay, I'm pretty sure that we've been trying to do round robins of asking everybody questions, and we get about two-thirds of the way through, and and then we've lost. But here's one I want to go all the way around. All right. Okay, and we're going to suspend our disbelief of Spotify and, and Pandora and every other different kinds of ways to listen to music. Everybody has a CD player in their, in their car. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And... The CD is stuck. So you only have one. Oh. It's just going to keep playing. Oh. What CD would it be? Joe? What CD am I most comfortable hating? Okay. <laughs> that you could listen no, to? No, I know what you're saying. I'm joking. Badly, but I'm joking. Yeah, I can never tell. Yeah. That was terrible. That was awful. It's All right. So Canadian. the CD that I would pick. That's why it, he's the producer. It's, Jim mentioned it earlier, actually, is Sublime. And it's... Uh, they're, I forget what, what's the name 40 of 40 Ounce of Freedom? No, the one right after. I love that, but no, I would go with the one right after. The one that made him huge. What's it? What's, uh, the, is it the is one it just Sublime? Like, it anyway, might be just Sublime. Yeah, it's Sublime. That's my answer. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I, I have to go with the one that I listen to the most and I just, every time it's on, I can't help but smile. Um, it was a song that actually I relate to Trevor the Red, uh, who's been on the show before, a good friend of mine from Vegas. Um, and it's uh, Distant Relatives by Nas and Damian Marley. Oh, Nas. Nice. Good one, man. And that one, I, I can listen to every single song and just really enjoy it. Just have a smile on my face the whole time. That's awesome, it. man. I wish I had more time to answer this question. Yeah, it's, it's. I love it's, that I went second. So difficult. I just, we can come back to you. What if we have like a CD? What if we have a CD changer with more? No, CDs? this is one. Jim, can, we, can uh, it be a mixtape? It's hard. I know. There's a, a kind of an obscure band. Uh, they're awesome. They're called Twenty Four Seven Spies, and they had an album. Man, talking about lyrics that take you back and kind of give you that emotional support you need. They had an album called Gumbo Millennium, and man, when I was in high school. The lyrics to every song seemed to be made just for me. It was crazy, yeah. man. That's weird and, how that happens and sometimes. I've had that. I've bought that CD anytime I'm traveling and I go to like a mom and pop record store or whatever, and I go over and look. If that CD is there, I buy it. I literally have like five or six copies of that CD. I got downloaded on my phone. I mean, it's just it's a great album, man. And I don't know that, that that's my album, man. Cool. You got you got to know that Jim's going to go obscure. It's great. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, wonderful. Of course. 
Steve. Well, yeah, Jim's the ultimate hipster, so. Yeah, he really is. But it's it's so difficult we to pick one that. album, man. That's why the question was posed to <sighs> Right. Because I, I love me some Jimmy, man. I Jimmy all day, man. I love right. me some Buffett, man. It, it, oh, I, think that's, I thought you were talking about Hendrix. I think that's, that's, oh, well, that's what's great about this question is it really yeah. has you just think about that one. I actually do want to change my answer after you're done. Of course you do. Yeah, of course you do. We knew that was going to happen, Joe. <laughs> I knew, yeah. That's why I picked you first. You're the most wishy-washy of the group. All right. Oh. Ouch. Jim, Jim would stay with that. No yeah. matter what, if he was first or last. Yeah, I'm not changing Joe, that. Joe, I would, I would okay, wear if I'm that gonna have, pride. If I'm going to have one, it's going to be Biddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. Oh, Biddy McLean. Shit. Just uh, to let you know, Biddy McLean. Way to just school us just, all right Just like, there. A, like a best of? No. She's got lots of albums. No, no, no. no, no, no. He just said just to let you know. Just oh, to let you okay. know. The first okay. one, the one I bought. I you were just letting me know. <laughs> <laughs> me too I, i'm not gonna let leave you hanging out there i thought that's no what okay too. well obviously you guys aren't up, aren't up on your biddy no <laughs> and and we listen to biddy in our family a lot and i wouldn't have him if it weren't for you steve it's weird how often he hears that well it, the funny thing is i don't know phenomenal that phenomenal music i'd never heard of biddy mclean and i'm in tower records but i'm back in tokyo again and so i'm i'm waiting a couple of my guys wanted to buy some music. The interesting thing, and, and this is this is like 91, and the only thing in there are CDs. And I didn't have a CD player. So along the wall is the headphones. You know, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. And I went down about four of them, and then I put this on, and I hear Biddy McLean. And I'm like, oh, this is okay, it's kind of reggae, and, but it's it's not. You know, you're feeling awkward about smoking pot all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't. Yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. Irie, man. And I loved it, so I bought it. I bought the CD, and you know, long story short, they gave me a CD player when I was leaving to come back home. And that was about eighty-one. You said ninety. Oh, yeah, CD man. Ugh. Jesus. Well, no, because like we bought our first CDs about eighty-three, eighty-four. Sony. Liar. Who did? The My government, maybe. <laughs> well, you bootlegged them somewhere out of Thailand or something. Because no, to, uh, you stole it from Eglin Air Force Base or something uh, is what happened. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, they were in the bunker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, uh, this prototype CD player doesn't count that you bootlegged off of it. Yeah. yeah. So, no, and I brought that home, and, and that was the soundtrack to every party we ever had. And going back to Eugene... You know, to Vegas, to Tempe, and every time people would come over, and then that's where Jim, that's where you first heard yeah. it, Joe. Yeah, same. Yeah, and man, that's I'd, I'd crank it on the stereo, Biddy McLean, because it was such a great sound. It's so upbeat, and it's just wonderful. It Talk, is such you, a great sound. Talking about emotional music, and just you know, when you when you're in a certain mood, what kind of music are you going to listen to? Biddy McLean is the ultimate euphoric music you just yeah. you feel like you're just in this you know and i go obviously i think that's us that's that's because we've been a part of biddy and it's you know related to a lot of the vacations we've taken yeah that's always was played in I mexico think that's the biggest thing yeah you know when you're out free and you have nothing to worry about what are you listening to and that's the music that's just going to make you it's smile. just it's just uplifting man and it it just goes to show you one decision can can affect so many people in so many ways. Just 
by the music choice you. Yep. What you are know? you going to put on? My kids love Biddy McLean. Their friends have no idea who Biddy is, man. No. But because Steve bought a freaking CD <laughs> in the early '90s in Japan, my kids have the enjoyment of listening to Biddy, man. Well, the funny thing is about that is that I bought it because it's more like me in that point in time to listen to and go, "Oh, that's kind of cool," and forget about it before I ever get back to the states. But I, I bought the thing. I'm like, okay, this is that cool. Something hit you. You know, I just I've, wakes you up to. I've got to buy that. To really, I mean, these days, especially because you don't have the need to buy music as much as you used to. Um, but it really, really attests to like these days, if you enjoy something, support it, buy it, go go out and, and find a way to 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 support that um absolutely that man that support is, local artists too man there's so many just here in the just valley music alone in general man. just here know? in the in the valley man you have yeah. you know we're so culturally diverse man that you have tex-mex you have you know you have like these guys that are, are just rocking these local venues man there's a new place i think it's uh the van buren have you been down there that's mm-hmm like fourth and van buren it's a brand new establishment i want to go down there and check out some some shows man but there's uh there's so much good local music here man it's just is crazy. it this good it's probably not that good man i you know what and, and i look at my friends i look at my family and i have these guys you know i have we have cowboys in our family man that literally rope and ride yeah and we have like you know people who want to do, you know, or, or listen to more like like the rap and, and R B and, but we throw on Biddy at the house, man. Everybody loves it, man. It's just everybody loves it. Something about the tone of that voice, you yeah. Know, it just like calms yeah. you down. Yeah. No, I just it's amazing to me. The the ramifications of that day, because uh. I think about that, you know, because I come out to your house, you know, back when I was invited. And <laughs> jab. You'll be and there were you'll be invited. And there were uh you know, this whole new generation, like you say, your kids that listen to Biddy. I know Marie, uh, they play it. And Absolutely. Alex knows about it. You know, they know that Biddy is okay, it's party time. You know, who's right. coming over? Exactly. Well we we literally use it for like spring cleaning time. Hey, it's Sunday afternoon whatever sweep underneath the bed biddy's in the air man we got fresh we're gonna do something we don't like to do let's put some music on yeah man and the kids are jamming man they they love it man it's sunshine it's sunshine music it absolutely is man it's you're on the beach wonderful and that's it right there it's it's uh well reggae is that way but biddy's the best of it and it's it's uh just beach beach rock beach music yeah man reggae is there but Biddy just brings it to a whole. There, new there, there's level. some different yeah. energy that it that music exudes, man. And you would just want I'm, to reach for rum. And I'm very appreciative. <laughs> and man. a do yeah. uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> something that rhymes with Juby. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Juby dooby do. <laughs> All right. Well, I wanted to to change my. What did I say? I wanted to change. You wanted mine, to change right? yours. Your one All CD. Right. Yeah, what so is I, that? I guess if I had one CD that I had to put in my car and it got stuck and I couldn't listen to anything else, it would have to be, wait for it. Oh, can you hear that? Oh, I can. Oh, yeah. 
Is it Foo Fighters? Of course it's the Foo Fighters. They just came out with their ninth album. I know. Like, it just and I can't dropped wait. yesterday. I can't wait. I'm going to definitely, like, pirate. I mean, buy that. It's already on Spotify, dude. <laughs> oh, I mean, spot it. I don't Spotify, know how this yeah. works anymore. It's, it's $13 a month. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. No, I don't know what it is about Foo Fighters, man. It, I, I mean, I've Foo Fighters have been around since Nirvana went away. You know what? You should watch the uh, documentary that... That Dave Grohl put out. I've never heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> I beg to differ. You have heard about it. Jim, Sonic Jim, Highways, Jim man. Jim gave me this. He gave me a thumb drive with this thing on it like five years ago. Dude, you got to check this out. And I love the Foo Fighters because rock and roll is such a pure form of music. And they are the most pure modern form of it. Well, it's just the... It's Dave Grohl's recipe for success in writing a damn good song. And every song on every album is great. They're they, all top hits, man. They There's really no, are. Yeah. Who but is that? Who's that? Dave Who? Grohl. He's the lead vocalist of, of Foo Fighters. He Foo used Fighters. To be the, is yeah, that a band? You've never yeah. heard of the Foo Fighters. <laughs> he, he used to be... I saw those eyebrows raised. Uh-huh. He used to be the drummer for Nirvana. Did he really? Yeah. yeah. And, wow, I did not know that. Yeah. And, I thought um, that was Keith Cobain. Uh, oh god! Oh, wow. uh, I think uh, there's a couple. Of people all right, ladies just... and gentlemen, that's going to do it for tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh god, Keith Cobain! He said, "I love well, it." That's a way to bring a music <laughs> music I, podcast to I, an I, end. I pray to God that was a joke. Dude, oh, that was so funny. Record scratch. Uh, <laughs> oh man! You guys were hey. waxing a little, a little nostalgic, a little nostalgic there with. Okay, I just I have a way. We're gonna end this <laughs> night. We're gonna end this this session on on this right here. Everyone has to come up with at least one to two times where music is not allowed. Oh, music Ooh. is just like is ex- like exuded from this moment. Moment. Okay, so communist Russia, nineteen sixty one. Is my first. Yeah. No, oh, is that not what you how about How about a, like Gra- a moment of silence? Grandma's funeral. Grandma's funeral. Okay, the place the music does but not can, belong. No, no, but, but you, a grandma's bar. funeral, you're still going to have music going on. Like you're... you're Another like, one. You, don't, a, you don't know his grandma. Okay. Yeah. She was a rocker. All right, so... Okay, I, there should there should be no music in sporting events. What, what part of sporting events? Any part of sporting what events. What are you talking about when you're... You know the 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 batting and it's the build up and it's the walk up music yeah. for the batter. Or? Uh, I'm sorry, it's okay. okay. All right, I don't believe it belongs in sports. What, I don't. What, what about like uh, you know UFC? The fighters coming out and they've got. I their said team. sports. Uh, ooh. Ooh. Shots fired, UFC. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the boxer comes out. There's music for sure. I think that that's allowed. I think that's good. I think it's entrance music. He switched it up on you. He went boxing. Okay. <laughs> whatever. MMA. Whatever you want to talk about. It's it's the same thing. It's but but are you talking about the like ring, ring. boxing? Yeah, like, like football, basketball, baseball. It's not the same no, thing. I don't. Yeah. Until you Cricket. get the hype music before the, the basketball ring. game that the Bulls I, made so famous in the nineties. Sure. Okay. All right. I would just assume it wasn't there. All right. Well, we know Steve's opinion. So so yeah. Any, Stay off my lawn. Kid. Any other moments? <laughs> what about movies? Like during the movies. What do you mean? Uh, no I don't. Music. No music during movies. What are we talking about? No. You mean like, like you're soundtrack you're, stuff? I, I or think you're talking about like playing music. I don't know. Like no, do not be playing your music iPod during a movie. Yeah, no. don't 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 play music during. Well, movie. yeah. The the one thing that I can't stand, man, is 
you get these big multiplex theaters. Like I said, I'm a kind of an audiophile. I get that from my dad. I like good sound and stuff. So you go to these big, beautiful, you go to an IMAX, but you're in this delicate scene and, so that, and you hear the next theater over going, <laughs> that drives okay. me insane because it takes me out of my escape. It brings yeah. me back into, well, somebody else is watching a movie over here and that might not be music, but I get your point too. Yeah. It's sound. Sound. Yeah. Totally. Okay. And I think maybe now I'm more clued into what you were talking about, Adam. Okay. Gassing up at the gas station and some clown that's yeah. gassing two pumps over that th- seems to think that I want to listen to his crap. I, I turn my stuff down when I pull into a neighborhood. I'm sure you do. I, I, I turn my stuff down when I turn to pull into a neighborhood and when I pull up to get gas. So that's the answer. I can't stand it. Someone else's music does not belong in my ears. Right. There you go. Yeah. The boom but, box Is that on what the you subway? were after, Adam? I don't... I, I was after what you guys thought the answer was. That's my answer because it goes doubly for my neighbor. <laughs> who, oh, yeah, dude. Who cranks his music at, you know... When I moved to Las Vegas... I morning. was looking for the multi-generational answer. When I moved to Las Vegas, <laughs> okay. La- Las Vegas is... Music doesn't a belong in the 24-hour city, man. <laughs> Las Vegas is a 24-hour city. And the work that I was doing, I was literally going to bed at 7 o'clock at night. 11 o'clock at night, the, the freaking apartment complex we were saying, and it came alive. Yeah. And just boom, boom. Came alive in, with the sound of music. Inappropriate time. <laughs> Sandy Duncan. Are alive. Or no, Julie, Julie Andrews. Yeah, I tell you what, man. That right there made me lose my... Yeah. Okay, has anybody else been in apartment wars with music? Not wars. Not I've, with I've music. I've just succumbed. I've not battled back, if that's what you mean, like crank yours to out to drown out there. Oh yeah, you, oh yeah. You, I've done things like that. The, no. the the people that lived downstairs, upstairs. I, it's only the people that live above you. Yeah, that usually. you can. That you have retaliation rights. If someone below you is coming at you, you have nothing to go at because they're they're hearing everything you do. Okay. Well, I, I don't disagree with that. I, I like that. Well, game. anyway, the, yeah, the, the the whole thing of putting your speakers, turning your speakers to the wall. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, right. next or door. to the floor. Right. Yeah. And cranking it up as loud as you can get it. So to, when you're downstairs, that makes it a lot tougher because you can't really put them on the ceiling. Put it on the ceiling. Well, we well you get jack stands. Behind, so we actually, we had people that did that. Shit. We had people above us. We were on the ground floor in Vegas, but we had people on the other side of us. Yeah. 11 o'clock at night. Boom, boom, boom. I shot a... a Stainless steel soup ladle right through my wall into that guy's wall. <laughs> I Went put right my th- fist through caught in his forehead. Oh my god! <laughs> All of a sudden, he police just came. Caught it was with a horrible. Fist oh in my his god, jaw man! Yeah, yeah the wall. I punched the ceiling. Just one night. I'm cool, man. Just don't be rude, man. Yeah. I've definitely taken one of the. I felt like an old lady taking one of the brooms to the the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, like a friend. <laughs> what are you doing up there, Mister Shikadance? Yeah, <laughs> you training your animal on. How to jump up and down. And this is all music. Yeah. It's all beautiful. Yeah. I love music. It's glorious. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So think, I think I'm done. I'm going to bow out. <laughs> give her up her. No, I got to take a break. Puff, puff, give. Right. <laughs> okay. So I guess we're going to call this an episode. Yep. And we could go on much longer. Absolutely. Forever. With this, ever, especially with ever. this, with this group, but we'll do it again. So, Joe, thanks again for coming out. Always my pleasure. Mr. Havarti. Hey, thank you guys for, for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah.
And we've, oh yeah, well this this needs to continue. There's absolutely. so much more that we can talk about. Well, now I'm looking forward to uh, seeing Ebenezer live. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Might have to do a podcast. I just, I just saw Fishbone over there, man. They were excellent. That was Fishbone. Zach will be very excited to hear that you're coming to Ebenezer. And by the way, if you don't show up, there's going to be an issue. Okay. Gauntlet. You see me shaking? Oh, shit. I'm shaking. Gas faces. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the gas face. (laughs) Again, thanks, guys. And uh, this is it for us. Yeah. Really appreciate it, guys. Honestly. And if you're really interested, there's going to be more perspectives later. Good ones of today. Point them out to me so I can come and join their rate. We'll walk around this land with open hands looking for change. We'll want to understand this progression we have at hand. Humanity is killing wheat for this we will not stand. I say let's progress in good contest. Make conference then love our best. Our onslaught of love will be at an all-time high. Crashing like waves on some ponderosa pines. Our love that makes no sense. We who spend love at no expense. We are a force of passion. Create a new faction. Taking action. Working hard just for the satisfactions. With the abilities to shine so bright that others want to fight. Because our light is in their eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the skies. Don't remain mystified by their lies. And trust us, for we will teach you how to be true. Teach you how to speak the truth. Always stand here and listen to you. No longer hinder, for love is the spark. And we are its tinder. We are the good ones. The good ones of today. We're sending out a call for you to come and join our